Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Mark the 16th chapter, the 15th verse. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There are a lot of creatures out there, amen? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. So who are the signs to follow? Those who what? Believe. We have any believers in the house tonight? We have any other, any, any believers? Okay, because some of you are like looking at me like, am I a believer? Are you a believer or not? Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Okay. These signs will follow those who believe. So the signs will follow the believer, not the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, teacher. They have their signs too as a part of their calling and their ministry operation. But every believer, every believer is to have signs following them. Now notice, we're not told to follow signs, but that signs will follow us. We got a whole generation out there that is seeking signs, following after signs. Jesus actually said a wicked and a, and a faithless generation seeks signs. We are not to seek signs. We are, to, we are to be filled with the Holy Ghost, fulfill the Great Commission, do what God's called us to do, and signs will follow us. Signs will follow us. That's actually the sign. It's actually a sign that you're a believer. Amen. It's actually a sign that you're filled with the Holy Ghost and, the, and fire. That you have the power of God on the inside of you. There, there will be signs. Hallelujah. And the sign says that in my name, everyone say, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because that's what it basically says. In my name. In the name of Jesus. They will cast out demons. That's why we say in the name of Jesus. When we speak to demons, we speak to them in the name of Jesus. I command you, you foul spirit, come out. Loose this person and let them go. I break your power. I command you to go. I cast you out. Out, out, out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because when you are in the name of Jesus, you are standing in his place. You are standing in the highest authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me, Jesus said. And just as the Father sent me, I send you. Go in my name. Out. 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 She will not. She's relentless. She will not. She will not, Seta will not quit until that thing comes out. Out, out, hallelujah. She's still working on it, where it comes out on the first one, first out, but I'm just teasing. No, some, some of them are tough, but you, someone will tell you, I'm not coming out. Yes, you are. You're not the one in authority here, I am. I am in, I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus, which is the highest authority on, in heaven and earth. There's no, there's no name greater than the name of Jesus. At the mansion of the name of Jesus. Everyone say at. And I shared this uh, the other night in the Bible school. At. That's important. At the mansion of the name of Jesus. The Bible says every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord or he's master or he's in charge. He's above all things. At the man. Now, I want you to understand, when you say the word at, two things should come to mind. At, first and foremost, at is a physical location, right? Where are you at? I'm at church. Okay, I just walked in the door. Where are you at? Well, I'm, in, I'm at the third row on the left side, right? I am at this location. Amen. So there's a specific place. And then at also is a time. I'll meet you at 5.30 p.m. and I'll meet you at this. So there's time and a physical location. So let me tell you right now, whenever you're dealing with a situation, 
right? Jesus said, you will cast out devils. There's going to be a place where you're going to meet at a place, you're going to have an encounter with a demonic situation and at a certain time. And the moment you say, in the name of Jesus, you, you know what you're doing. You're taking the situation out of the physical realm into the realm of the spirit. Because you are dealing with the spirit. And there's going to be a divine interruption in the course of natural events. Those who believe, that means you are in faith. You understand the authority that the name of Jesus carries. And you're standing in your authority and you are standing and you are speaking. Because you're going to have to open your mouth and you have to speak. In the name of Jesus. The moment you say in the name of Jesus as a believer. One that is in faith, understanding, having a revelation. Now you're interrupting the course of natural events. And now you are actually taking authority in the realm of the spirit. That's why we say, I take authority over this situation at this place, at this time, in the name of Jesus. Now you are dominating, you are subduing, you are overriding the natural in the supernatural. And the power of the Holy Ghost manifests. These signs are a manifestation of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God that is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, all-seeing, and omnipresent, all places, all the time. However, even though He's omnipresent, He is not manifest present. Until someone, a believer, steps into the situation at a location at a certain time, amen, and interrupts, the course of natural events in the name of Jesus now everything comes under the authority of the highest authority and then every knee must bow every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord that's how you subdue that's how you take authority because you're gonna have to take authority over spiritual powers when you're dealing with demonic spirits they've probably gone to the psychologist or the psychiatrist and they couldn't do anything for them. They probably just doped them up or they went here, they went there, or they've been in the mental institution and they've been strapped down to a, in a, in a straight jacket or maybe even strapped down into some bed because they just, they're manifesting and nobody can deal with it until someone shows up. Now I want you to, I'll share a little bit with this, you know, um, how many of you have heard of Lester Summerall? He's gone home to be with the Lord, great apostle of faith. God sent him to the Philippines in the 50s. And this is the time of, you know, black and white television starting to come in, but mainly radio. And there was actually, and, and, and he was in the Philippines ministering for a while and nothing happened. No breakthrough, nothing. He wasn't getting a breakthrough. He was not getting a breakthrough. And, um, but there was national news. It was written up in the papers. It was in the, on the radio. There was a girl, a young, a young girl that was possessed and oppressed by demon spirits. Demons would come and bite her, invisible, but then they would begin to see the bite marks. And she was a lunatic. I mean, it, it, it was national news. It was written up in the papers. It was on the radio where people could hear the shrieking voice of this girl and everything. And he had heard about it. And one day the Lord spoke to him. He says, I want you to go there and I want you to get that girl set free. He's like, Lord, how am I even going to get into this place? It's like a mental institution. And the Lord said, I want you to go. So I'm going to make a way. So make a long story short, he was able to get in there and he was, there was an encounter that took place. And in the name of Jesus, he took authority over this thing. And broke the power after a little, you know, after a bit of a spiritual battle that went on. The girl was totally set free. And then it was written up in the papers. And it was broadcast on the radio. This man from America has come. His name is Lester Summerall. And he, because this had been dealt with. I mean, they had brought in the top experts. And they had brought in the Catholic priests with their little holy waters. And then the, and then the, the, the smokes. And then, then their big, big, you know. Everything, they had tried everything, the exorcists, and nothing had worked. And the man came, and he stood there, said, he said, 
I, I stand here in the authority of the name of Jesus, and I take authority over you, you foul spirits, and I break your power. I command you to go. And they left the woman. The girl was totally set free, and this became national news. And then he started to have crowds of hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Do you understand me? And then the Lord opened up to him a World War II United States Air Force Base, and he began to have church in the hangar that they, where they used to keep the B-29 bombers. He would literally be fitting 50 to 60,000 people in massive aircraft hangars and having miracle services. People would come by the thousands, and, and there was a revival that broke out that shook the Philippines. Shook the Philippines. So un, un, until a man came full of faith, because he had a word from the Lord. He didn't just say, let me go try. He had a word from the Lord. So the, the gift of faith came upon him. And he came and he interrupted at a certain time, at a certain place, the natural course of events. Even though this problem was spiritual, it wasn't natural because they had tried everything in natural. Nothing worked until a man came in authority disrupted what was happening and it broke it open and a national revival broke open to the point where after a while the Lord spoke to him and said you need to leave Philippines right now because people were literally because of the Catholic background they were literally building shrines to worship him and people were bowing as he would be walking in the streets of Manila people would be coming and bowing at his feet begin to worship him and he'd have to go around saying get up get up get up get up and the Lord spoke to him and said leave the Philippines right now Otherwise, they're starting to worship you. And he actually didn't listen the first time. He didn't listen the second time. And the third time, the Lord said, if you don't leave the Philippines right now, you're going to die. I'm going to have to take you out because they're starting to worship you. So one day, he calls one of the guys that he raised up an associate. He handed him the keys to his house. He handed him the keys to the ministry. He handed him the keys to the car. And he said, I'm taking my kids and I'm out of here. It's all yours now. And he comes back to America and he starts... Uh, you know, the whole feed the hungry, he starts the radio ministry and everything. And then the Lord sent him to Brazil later, and then the same thing happened in Brazil. But you see, one sign, it was a sign to a whole nation. It was a sign to a whole nation. Free advertising, too, because the newspapers wrote it up. Radios talked about it. What doctors could not do, what psychiatrists could not do, what the exorcist from the Catholic priests could not do. One man, full of the Holy Ghost, walked in, in the name of Jesus, took authority over the situation, interrupted, interrupted. Divine interruption. Everyone say divine interruption. God's going to use you to cause a divine interruption. You're going to end up in places. God's going to send you to places. Sometimes you're going to just show up not realizing what's going on. And then you realize, oh, that's why I'm here. I realize, oh, okay, I am here. Oh, I, re I see why I'm here now. And you're going to be a, a divine interrupter. There are certain things that need major interruption. We need some interruptions. We need some interruptions and intervention. We need interruptions in certain places. You're going to walk into a house you're going to bring a divine interruption. You're going to turn, take that mess and you're going to turn it into a message. Hallelujah. God's going to use you. Come on, lift your hands. We have any believers in this place. It says the believers, the believers, the believers will be the ones casting out demons. Hallelujah. Casting out demons, evil spirit, evil spirits. You'll be casting them out. You're not going to be wrestling with them. You're not going to be interviewing them. You're not going to, you're just going to cast them out. You're going to cast them out. Your time is up. Leave now in the name of Jesus. En nombre de Jesus. Au nom de Jesus. No, he'll do it. <clears throat> I'm gonna 
the name of Jesus. Out. How do you say out? Out. Mm. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> this, if this is in, this is out. <laughs> How's, how do you do out? Proper way of doing that. Get out of here. But you're going to have to go into all the world and preach the gospel. You're going to have to go in, obviously, to places where there are demon spirits that are holding people. And we don't have to look very far and very hard these days. They're everywhere. It used to be you had to look really hard for them. You know, you had to go to a certain side of town or certain places. Now they're everywhere. You're walking down the aisle, aisle, aisles in Walmart and you see some people and you're like, that has to be, <laughs> that has to be something from a spirit. <laughs> but people are calling, you know, 800 uh, medium lines on TV. They go on the tarot card readers, palm readers, and speaking of palm readers, they got them at Whole Foods now. You can pay with reading your palm. Yeah, you can actually connect your Amazon Prime account to your palm. When you, you can actually pay from your palm. They got palm readers now. Oh, thank you, G. When I heard it, Pastor Rose told me, look at this. She sent me a video of people putting their palms down. And I started dancing around the house. I said, praise God. You know why? That means the rapture is even closer than I realize. That's a sign, too. One of the signs of the end times. Hallelujah. You know, now you got, they got facial recognition. Um, you'll actually be walking in and they'll, from facial recognition, they'll know you walked in the store. So we're getting so close. We got a lot of work to do. And, and, and the closer we get to the end times, the more demonic activity there will be, the Bible shows us in the last days. People will be seduced by spirits, heeding doctrines of devils, and we are there. So we're going to be dealing with a lot of people. There's so much occult now. I mean, it's, it's starting young. We, we, have, we have kids we have to cast demons out of or break demonic because they're sitting in front of Nickelodeon and Disney at 4, 5, 6, 7 and literally being, becoming under demonic influence because of the things the children's programming Remember, it's called programming, programming there. And the younger you program their minds. And Gloria was telling me, you know, yesterday uh, driving home, she said, Daddy, the music videos are just getting even more and more and more demonic. Open. I mean, look at the NFL halftime shows, Grammy Awards. I mean, open occult rituals. And people think it's just some kind of a production or an entertainment. It's open occult rituals and people are coming under the influence of demon spirits because of what they're watching. You know, I mean, I've had to deal with many people. I had to cast out devils or just, you know, I'm not saying a Christian is demon possessed, but they can definitely come under the influence of a demon spirit if you open the door. You can be a born again spiritual Christian and if you go watch, you know, horror movies... You're going to come under the influence. You go drink things and snort things. You're going to come under the influence. You go watch certain things on the internet. You're going to come under the influence of certain spirits. Trust me, it will happen. And it's going to have to be broken. We got Christian kids reading Harry Potter. Christian families letting their kids reading Harry Potter. Oh, it's just Harry Potter. It's just kids' novel. No, no, no. It's, it's an occult indoctrination. It's witchcraft. It's sorcery. And now people claiming to be white witches. There ain't no white witch. You're just a witch. White, red, black. You're a witch full of the devil. You're involved in witchcraft. Magic arts. Yoga. Christian yoga. There ain't no Christian yoga. Yoga is, comes from yogi. It's, about, it's all about 
metaphysics and it's all about spirits and it, it's the money. It's, it's Buddhism, it's Hinduism. It comes from all, it is, it's witchcraft. It's not just stretching your body. Just, then just go stretch. Just do stretches then. Yoga is something completely different. It's all about energy points and it's all about the flow of energy, which is spirits. I need my chakra open. No, you don't. You open that chakra, things are coming in. The hordes of hell will come in. You open that chakra. I need my third eye open. No, you need your spiritual eyes open by the... As Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your spirit are open. Hallelujah. I'm picking up frequencies from another planet. No, you're picking up devils. And all this UFO stuff too. Right? Aliens. Yeah, there are aliens from another dimension. They're not from another planet. They're from another dimension. They are spirit beings. All these things that people call alien abduction, it's actually demonic encounters. Demonic encounters. They are aliens. But, and they are on this planet, but they're just from another dimension. They're from the realm of the spirit. And they're looking to manifest. They're always looking to manifest, right? So the Holy Ghost wants to manifest through you. He wants to manifest deliverance to the captives. Because people are captive. People are oppressed by evil spirits. And when you understand your authority in the name of Jesus... You can step into a situation and you can break that. You can break that habit. You can break that cycle. You can break, you can bring a divine interruption, like I said, and, and divine intervention can come through you. God's looking for vessels. That's why he's looking for believers, those who believe in my name. He's looking for believers. He will use believers. So every single one of you, I am going to tonight, come on, lift your, uh, raise your right hand to heaven. Amen. I'm going to deputize you as devil caster outers. In the name of Jesus, everyone here raising their hands. Those watching online, they're raising their hands. They're authorized by heaven. I'm not the one who authorized them. Jesus Christ, the head of the church authorized them. But I stand here as your representative in the name of Jesus. I confirm tonight that they have been authorized to go cast out demon spirits. Out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So next time, next time you're dealing with it, don't don't run. Go, don't go in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. He's talking about one of our one of, one of our interns. We're doing an outreach. This was in Istanbul, Turkey. We were doing an outreach, and people had come to church. They were watching a the Jesus film and and then I did an altar call and this young man from the streets really 19 20 years old came up and as I was praying for him you know, he 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 did the you know he was at the altar call in the middle really in the middle of the prayer he couldn't say you know I confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior his mouth started to go freak out and I knew that I'm dealing with a spirit so I put my hands on him he fell out and he was shaking, you know, violently shaking. And then the kid spoke to me in a deep voice in English. I know who you are. You are the pastor. We know you. Have you come to torment us? You know, you can't cast us out. I said, yes, I will in the name of Jesus. And what I didn't, I was sharing this on Monday night, but the, the, the rest of the part of the story I didn't actually share was, when I said, you will come out in the name of Jesus, I command you. The kid later on said, he saw a fireball come out of my hand, hit him, and the demons were screaming, we are burning, we are burning, we are burning. And he saw the demons, half one, the face of one of the demons, like half burnt, like, you know, like, you know. And then, and then just, they were screaming in, in terror and torment. And they, they said, we have to leave, we have to leave. And they ran out. And he said he, he saw them run out through the wall outside the church. So that's what you're dealing with. Fireballs of the Holy Ghost is going to come out of your hand and smack those devils. And that fire is going to burn them. And they're going to, they have, they'll have no choice but to leave. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So casting out demons <laughs> is one of the signs. And, um, you know, unfortunately, casting out demons is a messy business. You know, because you, you'll get the stories when Jesus dealt with the boy that was a, had a lunatic spirit. The father said the spirit often throws him down to the ground and violently shakes him and tries to throw him into the fire and tries to shake him. And I came to your disciples, but they couldn't cast him out. Why? You know why? Because right before that story, they were fighting over each other. Who's going to sit on the left and the right side of Jesus? They're all in the flesh. They're all, you know, in competition. They couldn't deal with the spirit. That's why Jesus said this one comes out with prayer and fasting. Not for the demon, for them. They needed to deal with the flesh, prayer and fasting. Put all that nonsense, crucify that stuff, because they were just seeking position. Amen. Hallelujah. And we've, we've dealt with, I mean, I've seen many things. One night I was um, ministering. It was actually a Wednesday night service like this at our church in Istanbul, and there was... Um, an African man they brought, skinny, skinny African, very skinny. But then he looked like he was nine months pregnant. Big, big belly, like, like a big balloon. You would actually wonder, like, is there a balloon under there? What's going on? No, it was his belly was all swollen. He comes, and then, uh, you know, a couple of my guys are with me. And then, I, you know, I said, what's the story here? He goes, well, I was normal till a couple of nights ago. And in my sleep, I had a dream. And there was beautiful young lady Beautiful woman with dressed in, you know, like this beautiful garments came to me and said, take this cake and eat it. And he says, I took the cake and I ate it and I woke up like this. Immediately I knew it was a witchcraft curse. Somebody had gone probably in Africa or maybe, maybe even Istanbul because there were witch doctors in Istanbul, African witch doctors. These Africans were going and paying them money to curse people. Immediately I knew it was a witchcraft curse. So I put my hand on his belly. I said, in the name of Jesus. I break this witchcraft curse off of, off of you right now. And it was almost like letting air out of a balloon. I watched this guy's big swollen belly go normal. And then it goes, I said, of course, my guys were ready. And he, he gave an offering of his whatever was in there into the bucket. But that foul thing came out. And sometimes people ask me, do they have to vomit when they, when they get delivered? No, they don't. And many times people don't. But, I, you know, what happens actually, it's such a foul. Ugh, like, I mean, come on. If you were to go stand in the midst of this, you know, garbage dump, the foul smell would probably make you want to throw up, wouldn't it? These things are so foul, these spirits. That's why Jesus called them foul spirits. Sometimes they're so foul when they're coming up, coming out of a person, other things start end up coming. There's like a physical manifestation. So I'm not looking for people to vomit, by the way. I'm not one of those people who said that unless you vomit, you didn't get delivered because they have deliverance ministries like that. I mean, you've got to vomit, and I don't believe in that at all. I'm not looking for people to, you know, throw up their lunch or whatever, but sometimes it happens because it's just like such a violent encounter when something's coming out of them. It's like a physical reaction. See, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, there's a physical reaction of joy. When you're delivered from de devils, there's like a physical reaction that's just gross because these are disgusting, foul, filthy spirits. So that's really usually what that is. And, not, and we see it happen here all the time. That's why we got buckets ready. We're going to have a lot of buckets ready next week too. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 But I mean, I'm not looking for, you know, I mean, you know. Back in the 90s, it was a very popular thing. They literally, you know, you know how you get on the airplanes, there's always that barf bag. They literally had, would hand everybody a barf bag when they came into the deliverance meetings. And they were just expecting people, you know. But sometimes what happens is one barf and then everybody else starts barfing because it's kind of gross. It doesn't mean that they had a spirit come out of them. They just had their lunch come out. So I'm not one of those that is going to hand everybody a barf bag and go, unless you barf, you didn't get delivered. No, that's not true. Because I've been accused of that too. Pastor Corey, he wants everybody barfing. No, I don't want anybody to barf. I like the carpet clean and I don't, I don't, I don't, you know. But it happens. People start getting delivered and, and, and they start heaving because it's just... It is what it is. You're dealing with a foul spirit. And I've, I smell, I've smelled spirits on people too. 
I've smelled spirits on people. <laughs> it was like, you smell in here now? <laughs> relax, relax. Do you have any that we need to deal with tonight? <laughs> but it'll happen to you. you, you I, I walked by people and I smelled, oh, and I thought, oh, okay, it wasn't physical, it was actually spiritual. What's that? Yeah, he's asking a really good question. I'm actually going to go there right now in a few minutes because he just asked me, do they want, yeah, people need to want to be free. You can't, you can't. You know, you can't cast spirits out of people who don't want to be free. You know, and um, I, I'll tell you right now, I, this was, I've actually had to, I, would, I was actually in Finland. I was in Finland. And there was a man, he came, I mean, he, you know, he was just, he was sick, very, very sick. He looked, I mean, he barely could walk. They kind of carried him. I laid hands on him. And I'm praying for him to, me, for him to be healed. And I feel such a resistance. And I looked at him. I said, sir, do you want to be healed? Because there was a spirit of infirmity in the man, uh, you know, attached to his body. I said, sir, do you want to be healed? He goes, well, if I get healed, I'll lose my benefits, disability benefits. I said, are you serious? See, sometimes you have to de you deal with that. Some people rather stay that way so they can get, uh, collect some thing from the government. What a poverty mentality. So, yeah, they, they want to, you know, they have to want to get free. And then sometimes you're dealing with people that, you know, oh, no, it's just mental illness. No, it ain't mental illness. Or, you know, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just sad. I'm grieving. No, you're, under, you're, you're oppressed with it. You know, it's a depression. Spirit of heaviness. And, of course, now we're dealing with people that have been, you know, indoctrinated with nonsense in the secret family churches because there's no casting out demons. They'll never do it. They'll send them here to us. It's true. It's true. There's a certain mega church here in town that one of our members ended up here because they went there. They said, I'm being tormented. I need deliverance. They said, we don't do that here. But there's a church called River Church. Go down there. And she came here on a Sunday night on a referral. And first service, she got delivered. And she's been here come through our Bible school and serves in media and a member of the church. Amen. So they couldn't handle it, so they had to send them to the specialist. They said, sorry, we're just general practitioners here. We just, you know, we just take your temperature and give you a, a candy. But this one, you need to go see the specialist. But guess what? Every one of you are specialists. Come on, somebody. You're all, all specialists. See, once it gets out that you're getting people f f delivered, people are going to be sending them to you. Come on, somebody. How many of you get phone calls from people? Hey, I heard. Would you pray for me? I heard you pray for my cousin. I, I heard you prayed for this or that one. Would you, would you come and, and pray for me? Come on. How, how many of you have been called by people that... Knew that you, you were a specialist, that you could deal with certain things. Come on, somebody. Because you are the believer. Well, let me send them the pastor court. No, no, no. You. You're the believer. Are you a believer? Who's a believer here? Okay, do, do your job. Believe and cast out devils in the name of Jesus. That's your job. It's not my job. I can't go everywhere. You know how many phone calls we get here at the church? You know how many people... I can't be, I mean, I would have to have like 72 hours in a day to go. I mean, I can't. And then sometimes people get upset. I remember one time I sent Doreen, another time I sent Bush. They said, no, I want Pastor Corey. No, I sent Bush. I sent the guy. I sent ladies. I want Pastor Corey. Sorry. He needs to come here. I'm not with that attitude. I'm not coming. You need to understand what it's about. And then also in Turkey, because a lot of the Christians are so re religiously indoctrinated, especially, you know, you know your, your, um, your kin, the Armenians and then the, a lot of the Greeks, 
you know, they're coming up in the Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church and everything, and it's like, you know, they, they think that only the priest can do this. And then people watch my TV programs, uh, have Pastor Corey pray for me because he's close to God. No, you can be just as close to God, even closer if you're hungry and thirsty for the things of God. There's no magic in my hands. It's just the name of Jesus. It's the authority that we have in the name of Jesus. Amen. That we, we are standing in our righteousness, being seated together with Christ in heavenly places, according to Ephesians 2. Jointly seated. Joint heirs. Co-heirs with Christ. He shares his victory with us. Amen. Hallelujah. What's happening? Fire! Fire of the Holy Ghost. Exactly. We are the royal priesthood. So if they're looking for a priest, say, I'm a priest. Send me a priest. I'm right here. I'm a priest. You don't look like a priest. You mean I don't look like mother? Call me father, but dress like mother. No. We have to be wearing a robe to be a priest. You are a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. Because you've been clothed with power from on high. Hallelujah. 14, 15-year-old priest right here. Say, so I'm a priest of the Most High. Hallelujah. Now, we know about the priests in Ukraine, huh? Oh, my Lord. Orthodox priests. My God. Some of, them, some of them are full of devils. They, how can they cast out devils when they're full of devils? It's true. Hallelujah. I had to pray for multiple women that were abused by the, the Catholic priests in Istanbul, Turkey. We're preaching the gospel outside of the Catholic Church. He comes out screaming at us. Ah, I'm going to call the police. I said, we're preaching the gospel. Ah, and my dad goes to him. He goes, if you were to die this very second, are you absolutely sure beyond the shadow of any doubt that you'll go to heaven? And he, he cussed my father out. I mean, he's a younger man and my dad's an older man. He cussed him out, blinkily blank and ah, manifested and, and then went and called the police. But that man... Many multiple women he had abused and molested, all kinds of stuff. Sick people. And I'm not just picking on the Catholic Church. Some of that stuff goes on in the other churches just as much. But I'm just telling you, that's a problem when you're not allowed to be married. No man should be alone, the Bible says. And so if they don't get married, then they go after the young boys and the young girls and the nuns and, and everything else. I mean, that's a problem when you have to take a vow of celibacy and a vow of poverty. Then they try to find ways to extort money from people. So you also got religious devils. Amen. Religion is a spirit. It's a spirit. Of, there's a spirit of religion. And how many, it's, there's some people who got delivered from a spirit of religion. Who's been, who's been set free, delivered from a spirit of religion here? Amen. <laughs> How do you know you've been delivered from a spirit of religion? <laughs> when you can be full of, the, full of joy, you know there's not a religious bone in you. When you can sit there, smile, and rejoice when I teach on the offering, you're free. If you're getting offended, you can't wait till the offering message is done so we can get to the real message. You need deliverance. How do I get delivered? Something has to come out of you. Maybe some money needs to come out of your pocket or your bank account, and then you get delivered. <laughs> oh, 
Out from your pocket. Out from your bank account. Out. Somebody asked me, why do you wear those colorful shirts? Just to identify the religious people that come. Javier, he was so offended. Tatazi, he was so offended with my colorful shirts. I don't like that man. No, it's not because of the colorful shirts. It's because of the coat of many colors my father gave me. It's actually the anointing. Then he got, this, he got set free. He got delivered. Hallelujah. My father gave me a coat of many colors. You need to, you need to, you need to proudly wear the anointing, the garment of the anointing you carry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Out! <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's driving me back from Tampa, and then they start giggling, both him and Bryce, so they just start giggling. And I'm talking, I'm telling a story from my childhood. They just start busting out laughing. Has nothing to do with the story I'm telling. I said, do we need to pull over so I can drive? It was a very serious story. And then they start laughing. Why are we laughing? I said, it's not because of my story, it's the anointing. And then go, we got the giggles. You know, you got the Holy Ghost giggles. <laughs> he, was, he goes in the store, and they're laughing in the store. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seta gets a hold of you, you don't stand a chance. That devil doesn't stand a chance. She'll, she'll sit there three hours. Out! Till the thing. The, the devil's like, what have I got myself into? Sooner you get out, it'll... Hallelujah. to me I go home I can't sleep I sit there and I'm vibrating how many of you, you you you're tired when you come to the service and then you go home and you're vibrating the whole <laughs> until two in the morning it's like I, I like I like triple shot of Holy Ghost espresso a lot of people get set free through joy joy is actually it's, you know, again, it's not natural. Joy is spiritual. It's just being expressed physically, but it is an inner joy. And when that inner joy is flowing, stuff is coming out of people. That's why the Bible says laughter is good medicine. People get healed. Okay. I do want to share this. How's she doing over there? She got joy? Joy unspeakable and full of... What's her name? Pamela, yes. Okay. Matthew, Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of 
Caesarea Philippi, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So who do, who do men say? In other words, who do they think I am, right? I mean, his name is Jesus, but who, who is he really, right? Who is he really? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? In other words, you know me, you know my name, but who am I? Identity. Identify who I am. Right? What's behind the name? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, son of the living God. You are the Christ, the anointed one, son of the living God. You are the Christ, son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Everyone say revealed. So we're talking about revelation. We're not talking about information. People speaking by stupid information. Some say John the Baptist. Some say he's Elijah. What is he, reincarnated Elijah? Some say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. So... That's just information coming from people's heads. But flesh and blood has not revealed. This is not brain knowledge. This is revelation knowledge. But my father who is in heaven. So now heavenly revelation. And I say to you, Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. The rock of revelation. The rock of who he is. Jesus is the rock. And the gates of Hades or powers of the infernal region shall not prevail or overpower it or hold out against it. Do you see that? Now, right after this, look at what he says. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So, what do we have here? Revelation. When you have a revelation of who Jesus is, because you're using his name. Some people use his name as a cuss word. Come on. The Muslims believe in Jesus, but they believe he's just a prophet, not the son of God. They didn't even die on the cross. Mormons use the name of Jesus, but they don't really... Jehovah Witnesses believe in a Jesus, but they don't believe that he's deity. Do you understand me? Mormons believe that Lucifer and Jesus are brothers. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You got all kinds of stuff out there. Just because somebody uses the name of Jesus, that doesn't mean they know who he is. But when you know who he is by revelation, that's the rock that he will build his church, you, upon. You are standing on the rock of revelation and gates of hell will not prevail against you or overpower you. And then he says, I have given you the keys of the kingdom. Keys represent authority. To bind and to loose, he says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What he means is whatever you bind on earth shall be backed up by the power of heaven. And gates of hell, the power of hell cannot prevail against the power of heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I loose the Holy Ghost joy on you now. The word loose also means to allow or to permit. As the leader of this church, I, I allow joy. Excessive joy. I, I give you permission to have excessive joy. Natalia, Natalia. <sighs> have another drink. I give you permission to have excessive joy. I give you permission to have joy. Unspeakable, full of glory. 
I give you permission to prosper, to be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue, to have dominion. I give you permission to cast out devils, heal the sick, preach the gospel, lead souls to Christ. Amen. Because you go to some churches, the opposite. They're binding the Holy Ghost and loosing the spirit of religion on people. People are depressed. They're bound up, shacking up together, drunks. They're drunks, snorting cocaine, snorting religion. There's no freedom. They won't allow it. They won't allow this. But this is what sets the captives free. This is the power of God that sets people free. Do you understand? So we have the keys of the kingdom to bind. We're binding demonic activities. We're binding operation of religious spirits and spirits of infirmity and fear. And we're binding these things. We're stopping. We're putting an end and a stop. To bind, to bind means to, to also give a red light. Stop. To loose is like to give a green light. Go ahead. Go ahead, have joy. Go ahead, win, win, win souls. Go ahead, prosper. Become multimillionaires. In the name of Jesus, I allow you and permit you and loose you to become multimillionaires for the glory of God. Yes. You're allowed. Prosperity is allowed in this church. You're allowed to prosper and be in health. You're allowed to prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.